Hi friends, welcome along. This is the Influence Podcast. If you're looking to inspire more people, have a positive impact on a global scale, build an influential and magnetic brand, and build a profitable business with your unique gifts and talents, then the Influence Podcast is for you. I'm your host, Jake Adam Davey, former high school French and Spanish teacher, turned international speaker, online business coach, and Instagram growth and monetization enthusiast. You can find tools, resources, and so much more on the website, jakeadamdavy.com. And you can also say hello on Instagram, at jakeadamdavy. Please also, if you're enjoying the podcast, do feel free to leave a review. The more stars, the better, of course. But equally, if you're not enjoying it, you are still invited to leave a review. The one thing I would also ask is, of course, sharing is caring. So if you've listened to something or heard something in the podcast that you think you've enjoyed or would be useful and beneficial to other people, then please do hit that share button and pass it on to somebody that you know. I'd be so very, very grateful and so thankful if you did. Now let's dive in with today's episode on the Influence Podcast. Okay, hello, welcome along. This is episode number 51 of the Influence Podcast and Today I'm really excited. This is um, this is a, a, a slightly different uh, style of podcast. We've done one similar to this before, um, but it's something which I'm really really interested in. This is a almost a reverse interview, if you like, for the Influence Podcast. So I've recently been interviewed um, on a podcast which is called Coaches Spotlight, and I will put the links in the show notes to Coaches Spotlight and to the the founder, the interviewer. Um, of Coaches Spotlight as well, um, Oliver Momeni, um, who I recently connected with online, um, actually through LinkedIn, I believe it was, and uh, was approached to um, speak on the topic of Instagram, and then also having a online coaching business as well. Um, and having got to know Oliver better and better um, over the past couple of, of weeks and months, um, understanding more about his business, his like fascinating background as well. Um, online, you know how he moved into online marketing around 12, 13 years ago um, was really, really interesting. I found, you know, I found very, very fascinating um, and tied in very much to, 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 you know, a lot of people's journeys that you hear about as they make have that almost life changing moment where they then transition online. Um, and so from there, having been invited onto the the, the, the podcast Coaches Spotlight, um, I then did the interview with Oliver and we produced the uh, the episode that you're about to hear today. Um, I've listened back to it uh, a couple of times, actually. And the thing that I, I find most interesting about this episode, that I think I, I certainly hope that you will enjoy, is the questions that, that Oliver asks are not the type of questions that I would usually answer, if that makes sense. Um and, and and by that I don't mean that I would ignore I would ignore them, but they're not the type of questions that you would ask yourself. So you know, interviewing yourself, you know, I mean it's a ridiculous idea anyway. But the idea that that people, when you're being interviewed, they will probe in different areas and probe different questions and maybe highlight different things that perhaps you wouldn't do yourself. Um, certainly, when I interview people for the podcast, that's the in, the intention that I have is to get the, the the best and the most out of it for 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 yourselves, for the listeners, and obviously for me as well. Um, when delivering the podcast, um, but what, you know, and then myself when I'm I'm delivering regular episodes, it's it's a monologue and it's me highlighting various different things that I think are useful or relevant or topical at the, that particular time and giving ideas, advice, and guidance to build your brand and build your authority and such on Instagram. Uh, but this is very different in that 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 Oliver's Oliver's approach and the angle that he takes with some of these questions, I think, is 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 very unique in that. These are questions that I've perhaps not answered before, and it's quite revealing. Some of the times, you know, time, one particular time when I almost threw the whole thing uh, out the window and, and and just thought, you know, I'm not going to do this anymore. Um, so that you know, and we and we talk a little bit about that. Uh, we talk about probably the or the reason why that was. We talk about the biggest dip in my business um, over the since it's been running for the past four years or so, three and a half, four years. Uh, why that was specifically. Um, and what I did to, to remedy that. Um, but then more broadly as well, of course, you know, useful for Instagram, which is obviously why we're, why we're here. Um, we, we uncover some of the reasons why Instagram still is the right platform. I fully believe Instagram is the right platform to build your brand, build your business, reach your audience. 
Um, but it's approached from a different way. And I love the fact that, that when being interviewed, it allows uh, it allows different people to, to, to ask questions and maybe ask maybe better questions than I might put across um, and, and, and get a totally different type of response, which I do believe and I do trust is very, very useful. So anyway, without further ado, um, let me dive in. Uh, I'm really, really excited to share this 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 interview or, or me being interviewed by Oliver uh, Mamoni um, and really really excited as I say to, 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 to for you to hear this and, and hopefully take a lot from it uh, within the show notes you'll find the links to Oliver's uh, original uh, the episode the original episode uh, and Oliver's podcast uh, which is Coach's Spotlight also to his website and to his book as well um, which I would recommend getting a copy of and getting hold of as well. Anybody who's looking to build their personal brand online will find great value in that book as well. So I'll put all those in the show notes. More than welcome to to take a listen um, and, and obviously connect with Oliver as well. And I do hope that you enjoy this episode of the Influence Podcast. Jake, before we really dig in, what do you believe is the main reason why not more people are using Instagram? That's a really good question. And I, I ask myself that a lot. <laughs> um, I ask myself that a lot because I, I think, I think a lot of people, one of the biggest things is that um, on one hand, people aren't aware of the numbers and the, the unbelievable power of Instagram right now. There's, there's over a billion monthly active users on Instagram. That's a seventh of the entire planet people that are using Instagram right now across the world. Boom. Um, yeah, it's, it's enormous. Um, within that, the the average use or time on Instagram is fifty three minutes a day. Wow. Um, now, yeah, which is crazy. And 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 the first thing I would say with that is that is not an indication of how I expect or would even ask my clients to to spend their time. Not at all. Um, it's the last thing you want to do is 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 have your phone glued to your hand the whole time. However, from the position of building your own brand or marketing your own products and services. If you know that on average people are spending that amount of time online, there's no better opportunity for you to get your message in front of them right now. Um, and mobile, uh, sorry, Instagram as well is, is almost exclusively mobile. So that means that you can connect with people with that little device that we're all addicted to. I mean, even, even um, as we speak, I'm looking around just to find where my phone is. And I think the majority of people have their phone within 12 inches um, grasp of their hand or it's in their pocket or it's in their handbag or if somebody's listening right now and they don't know where their, their phone is they're probably scrambling around looking for it right because we're all addicted to this device that we carry around every day um, and the fact that Instagram is is mobile optimized you get the best experience of using it on mobile it means that you're ultimately certain you're meeting you're meeting your audience where they are and right now Instagram is the main platform where people are spending their time so it's an unbelievable opportunity for you to, for you to get in front of them um, and I think that's that's the that's ultimately the first reason why um, I I feel people should should be using it more is because but perhaps they're not aware of the numbers. Um, the second reason is is perhaps a little bit of um, the uncertainty as to is this the right platform for me? Is this really where I can um, build my brand, build my business? Is my audience on Instagram? It does it work for my particular business or my niche or my market? And that's a really fair question as well. And the answer, again, is always yes. It, it does because it comes back to that one principle, which is where are people spending their time? Of one-seventh of the entire planet, like, I can almost guarantee that no matter what your business is, or no, no matter what your niche is, your audience are there. They might not be interacting business to business as they may do on some other platforms, like, such as LinkedIn, for example, uh, but they're still spending their time there. They're spending their free time there. They're spending their social time there. They're spending time looking for um, distractions and entertainment and, and maybe you know funny videos, entertaining videos and such. Um, so they are definitely on there. It's simply about how you go about capturing their attention. And that is something that I think is, is probably one of the, the, the things that I try to work with most closely when I'm working with clients is, even if you feel that your your business, your niche, your market isn't quite suited to Instagram, I want to show you that it absolutely is. And even more powerfully, I want to show you the, the strategies and the techniques and the tactics that we use with our clients at the moment to show you how you can leverage Instagram most effectively to make it um, the not just any platform, but the number one platform for you to build your brand, share your message with the world, and reach more people globally. 
I think it also has to do a lot with people not knowing of the exposure they can get if they use these platforms wisely. Not only that, but even if they do know that Instagram, Facebook, or let's say LinkedIn is the place to be, they wouldn't know how to use them as they don't have a strategy in place, i.e. don't know what content to post on them, right? The best place I can think of that is crushing it for our business and for our clients is using Facebook Messenger to engage with prospects. Why? Because everybody and their dog is using Messenger. Around 1.3 billion people are now using Messenger globally which is totally mind-blowing if you really think about it. That is also why our agency has specialized themselves in using Messenger for generating new clients. That said, it all leads back to how to use these platforms and what to post on them to get the outcome you're specifically looking for. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And and it's it's impossible for people to go, like, oh, I, I, certainly for myself at least, I'm speaking from experience, I know, I find it impossible to just go on and, 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 and know what to post every single day. Um, one of the biggest things that I was challenged with when I started is what am I going to post? What do I share? What do I post today? And, and I think for a lot, of, um, a lot of people, whether it is for their business, whether it's their brand, is without having a plan in place, first of all, about you know, how do I approach this platform? As you say, this transcends Instagram, but marketing their business, marketing their brand. Um, it totally transcends just that one individual platform. And it's a case of, well, actually, what am I going to do? Um, and that really comes down to the values of the business, the values of the brands, the major messages that you're looking to share with your audience. Why do people want to work with you? Why do people want to follow you? Why do people want to engage with you? And if you're clear on that and the clearer that you are on that, that ultimately is one of the first steps for you to building a successful and engaged audience on the platform. Um, certainly when I'm working, again, w- working with clients and, and t- taking people through the process that we use, the first step is always um, getting really, really clear on your message. And that's the case whether people are opening their Instagram account for the first time, or if they've already got 5,000, 10,000, even 50,000 followers on the platform, and they're looking to, to, to continue to grow and reach more people and connect with more people. Um, the, the first step always has to be um, what exactly are we trying to get across here? What's the message? What aligns with your values and, and the values of your audience? And it's, it's incredible how many people almost don't consider that before getting started. Um, but I think if we can really nail that down and, um, and, 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 and people can identify specifically what it is that they're doing and what they're looking for as an outcome, that really, really helps um, get clarity on why you're doing this and specifically what you're going to share once you get onto, onto Instagram as well. Oh, definitely. In other words, what is the impact you want to have? If you don't have a proper answer, then it doesn't really matter what platform or tool you want to use. Which leads me to ask you to share with us a success quote or mantra and an example of how you've applied its meaning in your life. Um, that's a really good question. Um, there's, <laughs> there's, there's so many, and I was thinking about this um, just this morning, there's, there's two quotes which I absolutely love. Um, one of them, one of them is uh, I heard it on a podcast recently. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of um, uh, Tim Ferriss, uh, his podcast. Mm, and here. He had he had um, a guest on one of his very first episodes, and um, the quote that somebody had shared. Forgive me, I don't know who it is, but he said, "Don't believe everything you think." Um, and in one in one hand, you could you could kind of argue that that very much aligns with um, you know, personal growth and personal development and uh, mindfulness and such. But I, I think that, that, trans, that kind of um, works in every area. And I include that with my business as well because a big thing uh, with social media and Instagram is you go on there and naturally it's, it's people showing their best side. You know, this is what I do. This is my lifestyle. This is how you know, successful I am and things. And it's, it's easy to be drawn into that and almost be pulled down by that. Um, and this is this is a big a big uh, importance of how you use the platform most effectively is not being sucked in by that. It's it's a tool that you use to build your audience and to generate leads for your business. And and that's how I see it. It genuinely is the only reason that I favour Instagram over every other platform at the moment is because that's where your audience are right now, um, and that's how to how to connect with people. But if you're using it from a business perspective. Um, and focusing on, you know, don't believe everything you say. If you think everybody else is more successful, if you think everybody else is sharing better content, if you think that people don't want to hear your message, 
these are all ideas that are going on in your head. And the only way that you can really know that and prove that and test that is by getting in and start implementing. And until you get in and start implementing, testing, having conversations with people, that totally breaks down all those barriers that you thought may exist. And you can actually then, you're, you're basing this on facts. You're having a much better quality problem as opposed to everything sort of running around your head. Is this going to work? Should I share this? Are people going to engage with us? Is my audience on Instagram? You know, what do I share? It doesn't work for my, all these kind of sort of, not even excuses, but, you know, natural concerns and queries that people have. Is it worth my, right for my business to, to my audience there? You don't know until you get in there, you know? So it's, it's don't believe everything you think. That's the first thing. Um, if I may, then I'd share one other one as well, um, Go for it. which is, which is kind of a big focus as I take people through our process, which is stop focusing on social media and start focusing on social media, which is the social media element. And, and I think that this helps a lot with, with the message that people are sharing and content creation and such, um, again, not just on Instagram, but beyond certainly on social media is if we focus on social media, me, 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 my, you know, my pictures, it's, it's me walking my dog, and my lattes and uh, my night out and, and all this kind of stuff, tell, making it all about themselves. I think that's where a lot of people fall down very, very quickly. It is social media and on a social level, that's how people use it traditionally. But if you're using it to build your brand, if you're using it to build your business, if you're using it to connect with more people around the world, it has to be about them. It has to be social you do. And it's how can I give you, my audience, what you want? How can I help you get to where you want to go? How do I make it about you? Because people are online and people are on social media for, as we said before, entertainment, education, that moment of distraction from uh, their, their you know, work, um, some, a stressful situation, maybe uh, wife, ch- children, you know, family, dare I say. Um, but it's true. So they're, they're, they're going to social media. They don't want to be... To be you know they go on to be entertained educated so if you can do that through your own social media platforms you can do that through your your instagram account and all these other profiles as well um people are going to come back for more they're going to like they're going to comment they're going to follow so the big shift is stop making it it's not not making it all about me and start focusing on you my audience how can i give you what you want because if i'm serving you and if i'm giving you what you want you're going to keep coming back and that is ultimately where the brand building begins that is ultimately where the uh, the growth begins as well. And that's really where the impact starts to take place as well, I feel. I like your quote. Don't believe everything you think. As it touches upon the little voice that I always talk about that likes to mess with us and tries to bring us off our path. That said, it's all about knowing how to quiet that voice and not to take it serious at times. And... You're spot on with what you said in regards that the content people post should be more geared to people consuming it versus making someone's profile look sexy. I fully agree. Yeah, I fully agree. Jake, share with us. What was the main reason why you started your coaching business? Um, so I was uh, – prior to, to setting up the, the, the business online, um, I, I was a teacher. I was a teacher for eight years. Um, I taught French and Spanish uh, in, in schools across the UK and loved the teaching, loved the, just ultimately that light bulb moment. You know, a lot of teachers talk about that light bulb moment where somebody that you're working with just gets it. Right. Um, and that very quickly as I, as I left teaching, um, moved away and then came across the online world and the online space. Um, I, I really saw that, that for me to get started, first of all, I, I met somebody very, very randomly um, when I was away uh, who had a online business and they were an expert within uh, Twitter. And this was a number of years ago they got started. This was kind of 2009 when Twitter was really taking off. Um, and this, this person that, that, that I'd met, uh, he was at an event. We, uh, I was uh, away abroad at the time. He was uh, at an event. And he was actually being paid to speak at this event and it was an all expenses paid trip. Um, and I was just like, this, this is insane. Whilst I was, uh, this is sort of the break after I've been teaching. And so whilst I'm spending my money sort of traveling around the world, um, to do this, I, I hear, here I am meeting somebody who's been paid to be there, being paid to speak, being paid to train and teach. And I just thought, I need to know how this guy does it. I, I have to find out what he's doing. Cause I want, I want to be able to do that as well. Um, and so the first thing I did, of course, is I, I said, I need to follow in your footsteps, whatever it is that you've done is has brought your success 
Um, and and so ultimately, it, it as tends to be the case when you find somebody that is is doing what you want to do, you need to follow in their footsteps. You need to follow their their blueprint, if you like, their success plan. And 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 his guide was become an expert in one area, or his guidance, I should say, was become an expert in one area. Find something that that people want right now um, that you can help them with, and and. I guarantee that if you're serving people, then that will allow you to build a business around it. So we had a conversation and, and he sort of guided me towards Instagram, which uh, had been emerging uh, a number of years ago. And it's obviously it's, it's continuing to grow even today, which is so exciting. Um, and for me, having him along that journey, guiding me and coaching me the whole way, just pointing out, having somebody that's been there before and they can say, actually, no, don't look at this, do this. You're focusing on the wrong things. Don't do this, do this, is it's invaluable. It's like having your own sort of personal sat nav. And I realized the impact that that had on, on my own progression, my own growth, um, but business wise, personal, personally as well. Um, and so that's something that I've, I've looked from my own perspective. First of all, I've looked to implement in various different areas, um, be that relationship coach that I have. Uh, I have a, a personal development coach. I've, I, um, I'm part of a, a, a gym and I have um, a personal coach there as well. So trying to become empowered in all these areas with experts in those areas. And I realize increasingly that if people want to have this success online, if, they want, if they're serious about building their brand, either personal brand or business brand, connecting with more people, reaching their audience, building their business, you know, generating more leads, clients, customers for their business, then they, they need to be shown how because it, it's not everybody's um, – uh, so if you like highest value to be spending their time learning this for themselves so or if they do then they want a shortcut they want a fast track um and i think being able to to find uh, or for me certainly being able to offer that um that opportunity for people where if they want to build their brand they want to build their business they want to know how to do it effectively on instagram because i've been fortunate enough to go uh, be there and do that myself and then i've done that with hundreds of our clients now I think that is the fastest route from A to B is, is having somebody that's already been there and done it um, and being coached through the process, you know, learning how to do that. And from far and away for me in any area of life, being coached and having a mentor, having a guide gets me there quicker. And because I've seen the results myself firsthand, that is where I've then wanted to build the business um, around you know, online business coaching as well. If people want to set up their business for the first time or if they're not satisfied with the results that they're getting at the moment, or perhaps they've got an existing business and they want to transition it online, that is, that's really where I come in and I want to help coach them, support them through that process, through that system, through that structure that we use uh, to really help them get, you know, get the results that they're looking for for their brand, increase the profits in their business, grow their understanding and experience and get incredible results uh, with whatever it is that they're looking to achieve as well. Couldn't agree with you more as I was spinning my wheels for a long time until I said enough is enough and got myself a coach and followed the right people. Because as you mentioned, Jake, getting a coach or a mentor is the quickest way to achieve and reach the end goal or better said, staying on track that you'll reach your goal. There is no doubt success takes work, dedication and time, but going through all that makes it not only easier with a coach, but he or she helps you set goals and take the right steps, but also consistently provides supportive tips, tools or strategies as you make progress, which in return cuts down on the learning curve. If I look back to when I started online, which was in 2008, and you would have asked me if I could imagine one day running an online marketing agency, helping businesses generate leads, I would have said, no way, never, ever. Jake, if I would have asked you when you were still a teacher, if you could imagine yourself now working full-time online, what answer would you have given me? Um, I, it, it, impossible. Um, because exactly. Because I wasn't... Yeah, I wasn't aware of it at all. I, I think we, we had a, a chat before um, before we started recording, uh, Oliver, and, and I said to you that, that um, I was a teacher, that both of my parents were teachers for 40 years. Five of my six aunties and uncles were teachers. So I was I was destined to be a teacher and, and be in that, that kind of process of exchanging time for money, you know, going into a job every single day, exchanging time for money. And, and, and it was... It was unknown to me. I genuinely didn't believe that you could do that. I didn't even know it was possible. So only from seeing it firsthand that somebody had done it and then actually following you know, step by step in their, in their path did I realize that not only was it possible, but it was you could, you could have incredible success with it. So, yeah, it, it's, it's, it was 
it was unbeknown to me at the time, but but thankfully, uh, as I say, I, I met the right people, spoke to the right people, found the right guide uh, who could take me through that process, and that was just it's just been invaluable and totally changed the, the the whole trajectory of my life. Funny you're saying that, if it's even possible, which is actually one of the main reasons why I wrote my book in 2016, because friends and family kept asking me for years, so what do you do online that allows you to live the life you're living? And I always told them what I do, but none of them really understood what it meant to earn a living online. But I can't blame them, because before I started, I also had no clue how this internet thingamajig worked and how to make money online. So they said, put it into a guide, Oliver, that outlines what you do. And I always answered, a guide is not going to cut it. I would need to write a book. And that's when the book Self-Made Authority was born. Basically, the book talks about how to position yourself as the go-to person in your field and catapult your business beyond the competition which is exactly what I did with my agency back in the day to differentiate myself from other marketing agencies in Spain. That said, the book starts off with me talking about how I got started online, which was out of pure desperation, as I needed to find a way to pay the hospital bills that were stacking up like crazy. If you want to listen to the story, How I Got Started Online, then head over to the first episode of this podcast where I talk about it, all the way up to why I launched this podcast. In short, if it wouldn't have been for a life coach, then I don't know if I would not only be recording the show, but maybe not even be alive. As to that time, I was depressive and suicidal big time. Therefore, I always said, if I can send the elevator back down again and help the coaching community in some way, shape, or form, I will do. And that's one of the reasons why I started this podcast, to give coaches a platform where they can represent themselves on. It is I love that. I love, I love, the, I love, sorry, I love sure. the phrase, sending the elevator back down again. I think that's... I think that's great. It's just a great analogy of, of being able, as you say, to bring people up and, and help people and support people get to the next level. Oh, absolutely. I believe it's all about helping each other where we can as much as we can without always expecting something back, which reminds me of one of Zig Ziglar's quotes. You can have everything in life you want if you will just help other people get what they want. Now, let's shift gears, Jake. Share with us a story of a time in your journey where you encountered failure. Take us back to that time in your life and tell us that story and share with us the lessons you have learned. Um, oh, I mean, it's riddled with failure. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's, yeah, it's uh, every step of the way. Um, <clears throat> every step of the way. And the the this i mean there really are so many uh elements if you like of failure every single yeah even every single every week every every day there are small failures um i'd probably say one of the one of the the, the biggest failures that i had which sounds very strange is um when i so when i when i first met my mentor um uh, Paul and this this was the guy that I met who was um, being paid to to sort of travel and speak around the world uh, about setting up an online business and, and using Twitter. Um, the 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 conversation that we had was um, me then becoming an expert within Instagram. That was the the hot topic. That was the platform. Um, and and his advice, quite rightly, was you need to go out and you need to get educated um, and learn everything you possibly can about Instagram. Um, so I, I did, and I, I purchased over, I think, about thirty-four programs at the time. I'm, I'm, I'm over fifty now in terms of courses that I bought. Really, I'll, I'll buy them all, like you know, competitors and, and people that I've never heard of, and you know, big courses, small courses, one-day training, you know, whatever it might be, uh, I'll buy it because I want to make sure that I always know the latest, um, uh, or, or even just the, the way that people deliver it and people approach it. Um, so I, I went out and I sort of purchased all these courses and, and studied and studied and studied. And that process started in October 2016. Um, bear in mind that I was positioning myself as this, this Instagram expert. October 2016, but I didn't actually open an Instagram account. And bear in mind, I didn't have one before I started this. I had no idea about it at all. I didn't actually open my Instagram account until February. Now, October, November, December, January, February, that's almost four and a half months after I'd committed to becoming this Instagram expert, which is, I look back at that and I'm like, what on earth was I doing? 
And the reason that I didn't is because I was waiting for everything to be perfect. I was waiting for, um, I, I have to just go through one more course. I have to just go through one more training. You know, what does this person say? What does that person say? And I'm, I'm accumulating notes and notes and notes and notes and notes of all these things. But I didn't, I didn't do the most basic thing, which was open an Instagram account, um, which, which just, I, I see that as, it, I see that in a way as a failure in the sense that I just didn't get started. That was the biggest thing that I didn't do. I, I didn't take action. And so now when I'm, I'm working with people, the advice is always, you've got to get in there and, and I, you've got to act immediately. Um, I think, I don't know well, again, I say, um, this is a quote from Tony Robbins. I don't know if it is at all. A lot of quotes seem to get attributed to him these days, but um, there's something which I, I definitely heard him, him say, whether it's originally from him, is you, can, you can't think yourself into a new way of acting but you can act yourself into a new way of thinking. Um, and, and that was just like, bang, you know what? As soon as I was becoming in a vertical as the Instagram expert, I should have opened an Instagram account that day and got in there and played around myself, like myself. And you know, how does this work? Let's try this person. Let's do this. And just, just making mistakes. But I think I almost didn't want to, to make the mistake straight away. I didn't want to do that. And, and, the mistake that I made ultimately, the overarching mistake is that I was four months, four and a half months late to the party, um, purely because I was learning and studying and, and seeing what everybody else had done rather than just getting in there and, and just trying it and testing it and, and, and making it work. And, um, that, so that would be the, that, that would be the learning that I took from that. I think it's always important in any mistakes and we're all going to make them, um, is what, what can we learn from it? What can we kind of process from it? Um, and the, the learning for me was just, you know, if you're going to do it, you just, just get in there and do it. You're not going to break the internet. You know, you're not going to, um, I'm, I'm not going to, there can't possibly be something that I'm going to, I'm going to do on Instagram. That's just going to totally ruin the chances of making this work in the future. You know, everything is, is fixable. Um, you know, nothing can be, is sort of irreparable. And if it's not, then you go in a different direction and you, you learn from it. So for me, the biggest mistake was I had this conversation about, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this, but I stayed comfortable, um, in my, you know, learning, studying uh, mode rather than just diving in and say, right, if that's what I'm going to do, I'm going to get in there right now and I'm going to start testing and playing and doing this and doing this. And I, I know that I would be further along the journey had I done that now. And, and so one of my biggest, um, uh, not, not sorry to say lesser, but one of my biggest things at the moment is if something needs, needs doing and, and I know it's coming up, I, I just have to do it like immediately. Because if I don't do it right then, I'm going to start losing the, the enthusiasm. I'm going to start overthinking about it. Um, uh, you, you know, all of a sudden, it's going, to, it's going to become a thing when it's not really a thing at all. Um, it's built up in, in our minds much bigger than it really needs to be. And so um, on that, the, the biggest learning, without any doubt, is um, just look with hindsight, get in there and start making those mistakes straight away. Um, and really, with hindsight, I could have just dived in and just got started learning the program myself, learn, sorry, learning, the, learning the platform myself, uh, growing an audience and, and, and getting started so much sooner. So that will, be, that will be the learning from it. It's just dive in, take action, get started now. I always say just go for it because if you don't start, you don't know if you're going to like it or not, regardless what it is, right? And the trick is not to overthink it. The longer you juggle with the idea, you're giving your brain the option to talk you out of it. Pretty much what Mel Robbins talks about in her book, The Five Second Rule. Now, I have a feeling how you're going to answer my next question, Jake. Is there anything you would have done differently before you began your career as a coach? And if so, what was it exactly? Um, I, I, I would have, I would have got started much sooner. That's, that's the, the only regret is, right. and, and it's just diving in straight away, getting started, um, with, with my own, um, coaching, uh, program and, and, and business that I offer, but also, um, keep, keep, I don't, I don't know if I would have done it differently because I, I, I did it and I did it as best as I possibly could. Uh, it's keeping my mentor close, keeping my coach close. Um, the biggest time that my business suffered was last year. Um, and there was kind of a six, seven month period when, when it just really took a bit of a nosedive, not, not necessarily fine. It, it, not nosedive as in things weren't going right or, um, it, it's just, that I wasn't working on the business. How and, come, and, how come what happened? Um, I, 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 I totally lost the motivation for it. I totally lost the drive for it. 
Right. Um, I woke up one morning and, you know, having gone through the motions of getting up and um, going live on social media and, um, you know, emailing my list and creating content and all these kinds of things every single day and connecting with people. I just got up one day, I was just like, no, nah, I'm, I'm done. I, I'm done. And I, and I, all, all of a sudden, I just totally stopped everything that I was I was doing. I was I still had clients, and I was I was working with the clients, but the rest of the time I wasn't producing anything um, because I just wasn't. It just didn't seem to be that I was getting the right results that I wanted, um, and that only and, and and that totally coincided with when um, my coach at the time went in a slightly different direction with his business, so he was more occupied, so we didn't have as much contact. Um, and, and that restarted again around October time, which was about six, seven months later. And immediately I had somebody that I could, it wasn't necessarily even about the guidance. It was about the accountability as well. It was somebody who could see something that I didn't having, having the fact that so he, like this guy can, he's like, you know, he can, he, cause he's outside of the picture. I'm, I'm living every day. It's the same with everybody. You know, we're living our lives every day. We're going to get caught up in various different things. You, you just need somebody else that sees it to be able to say, actually, hang on a minute. Um, th- that's not the case. That's not the case. Why are you not doing this? What about looking at this? You could try this. Have you done this? And just having somebody external to do that is, is just invaluable. Um, but also the accountability of as soon as I, I say, I'm going to do something. Um, I, I know that if I'm going to turn up and, and have a call with him the next month and I've not done it, like there's no point in being there. There's no point in, 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 uh, it's not a good use of his time. It's not a good use of my time. It's not a good use of my money. Um, and so I want to make sure that, you know, no matter what happens, what, whatever it is that happens, that those actions are going to get done. And if they don't get done for some reason, it's probably because I, because I've tried to, to, to work through them and come up against, you know, a blockage or, um, something that's been challenging and therefore had to work around it or tried something. And actually that didn't work as we thought it might, so this has happened instead, and I've learned this from it. Uh, and actually, now we're, ch- we're changing the direction just just very very slightly. Um, but having that that time when it dropped off, and it was just like actually, it doesn't feel like I'm accountable to anybody. And because I wasn't accountable to anybody, I wasn't even accountable to myself. And therefore, things weren't getting done. But as soon as I brought him back in, and just you know, I, I actually wrote him an email and said, "I understand that you're focusing on this and you're, you're doing this, but if you can't if you can't commit the time, I understand. But can you tell me?" somebody that you would advise that I work with instead. Could you recommend somebody? And, and that was, it, it wasn't a negative. I wasn't in any way angry with him or um, anything like that because I understood, you know, what he was trying to do with his own business. But I, I, I just said openly, I said, I really need you to help and continue to support me and my growth. If you are not going to be there, can you recommend somebody who would, that you would recommend yourself? Because I trusted him um, implicitly. Um, and that's when he came back and he said, no, I, I still think I'm the best person to, to coach you. Uh, I know exactly you know, what you value. I know where you're looking to get to. Um, I know how to help you get there because I've been there. I've done it myself. But yes, agreed. We do need to make this more consistent. We do need to make this more regular. Um, and, and that was a, that was a huge thing. Um, just to further on that, Oliver, Oliver sorry, just on, on one other thing that I would, I would say if I was doing it again. When I created the course, I've, I've uh, created a program which is called Instagalactic, which is specifically showing uh, people how to, it's a sort of a six-step process, showing people how to build their brand on Instagram and become the, the authority in their niche. And um, when I created that course, I literally went away and from everything that I knew and everything that I've learned from all those, all those other 30-odd courses that I'd studied, uh, I then went and created a course. And I, hours and hours and hours and hours and hours every day, filming, recording, doing this, doing this, doing this, tweaking, testing, all this kind of stuff to get course ready and then sell it. And with hindsight, what I would do now is I would sell the course first. I would market the course. I would get, and there's, you know, there's ways that your audience may be familiar with this or it may be something that's totally new to them. So I, I won't, um, I won't go into it in too much detail, but just to, to sort of give it a, a bit of an illustration is that I would, um, if I know that I'm going to create the course, if that's what people want, then I would, I would market the course. I would talk about the benefits of the course, what they're going to get, when the launch date is going to be, the fact that it's going to be delivered live, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then ask, you know, literally ask what you're struggling with at the moment. What do you want to learn? What do you need to know? What, what's, what's, what's a challenge? And then from all that feedback, that informs the course. And then I would actually deliver the course live over a series of, let's say, 
six weeks, uh, eight weeks, whatever that might be, and then use those recordings as I'm delivering it live to then tidy up, edit and such and create the course from that. So ultimately you're being paid to create the course. You're selling the course, you're pre-selling the course beforehand. Uh, it's being delivered live. You can take a, like a group through a beta group, for example. Uh, you've already been paid to create the course, which is fantastic. People are getting it live. They get it with you. So you can give them extra attention. You can give them extra support. You know, if you need to have additional support with them, then that's absolutely fine as well. At the end of it, you then uh, edit and cut and, and paste and all these kind of things. So you've got this really nice, tight, packaged course that you can then um, create as an as an evergreen product, which can be sold 24-7. And then from there, that's when you really start to grow and scale and, and, and send more people, uh, more traffic into, into, that particular, uh, into that particular funnel. So that would be the only other thing that if I was doing it again, and I've done it a couple of times since, but if I'm launching a course, I pre-sell it first. And then I create it as I go to make sure that the money's already in. And I know that if, if the money's in, it's because people want it. You know, if the money doesn't come in, it's either I haven't marketed it well enough or it's because people don't want it. The messaging hasn't been right and people don't want it. So that's fine. I would go back, test it, tweak it, change it, and then pre-sell again and then deliver the course once I know that it's something that people uh, actually want. Probably the best way to create a digital course. Now, I presume it's done and you've updated it several times, right? Uh, the course, well, this I'm... At the moment, the main course that I have, Instagalactic, is done. Um, that's been in place for a couple of years now. Um, there's additions to it and tweaks and adjustments and things. But, yeah, that is done. That's that's accessible. People can get access to that today. The domain? Um, look, the, the best place to go is um, if you go to the website, which is jakeadamdavy.com, and then forward slash Instagalactic, which is I-N-S-T-A, G-A-L-A-C-T-I-C, Instagalactic. And that's the that's where people can actually get access to the course. They can look at everything that's included uh, within the program, some of the, the results that uh, that our clients have had that have been through that you know, in, in various different areas, various different areas of their business, be that um, you know, sort of uh, uh, generating more, more leads for their business, um, more clients, more customers, increasing their profits in their business, through to people who want to, to actually build their personal brands who are being paid to travel the world now, um, getting free stays in hotels. And, um, well, not, maybe not specifically right now, obviously, with them, um, as people haven't got the freedom to travel, but certainly previously last year and, and the year before where they've got that freedom to be able to travel and, and literally, you know, getting free things as they, they move around the world, um, which is incredible. So, yeah, if anybody, if anybody is looking for more information on that, jakeadamdavy.com forward slash instagalactic. All right, cool. Now I would like that you share a story with us of a time in your journey when you had an aha moment, Jake. Take us back to that very moment and talk about the steps you took to turn that moment into success. Yeah, um, I think the biggest the biggest aha moment um, probably comes before before I even started with the online business, and it was. It was when I was teaching, um, and I taught in through the eight years I was teaching. I taught in four different schools, um, so I was, it was pretty much two years per school. Um, and I, I've, I've thought for a long time that this is exactly what I wanted to do. I thought this is this is it. This is, you know, teaching is what I want to do. Um, and the, the first two years I had at the, at the first school was great. I uh, really enjoyed it, and it was it was a natural progression for me to move on to the next school because I was I was getting promoted. Um, the, the two years in the school after that, like fantastic, but something just wasn't quite right. It wasn't, it wasn't, it just wasn't a good fit. And it was in a different city. I didn't know many people there. Um, I'd, I'd moved away from, from Manchester where my, my friends and family were at the time. And so I thought, okay, it's not quite the right fit. Maybe it's just that, um, I'm in the wrong city. So what I need to do, I need to go back to Manchester. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure that I'm in the right job. Um, but I am, I'm not. Uh, I'm just not happy at the moment with where I am. Maybe it's the location. So I moved back to Manchester and that, that moment didn't go away. Um, it didn't go away. And I just thought, oh, this doesn't, just, just doesn't feel right. And gradually through the, the, the sort of, um, the, the weeks and months that came on, there would be real sort of highs and lows. Highs as the, the holidays were approaching and lows as, as the end of the holiday came in and, and it was going back to school again. And I just thought, this is crazy. I, I've, I can't be can't be living like this. And within the staff room, I, I don't know. This is, this is a 
phrase that you'd be familiar with, Oliver, but within the staff room, there was, there was kind of this, this saying of only 15 more get-ups, which means I, we only have to get up 15 more times this term before we get a holiday, which yeah. is basically saying I only have to get out of bed 15 more times before I get one week off. Mm-hmm. I've got three weeks to go before I get one week off. And I was like, this is ridiculous. I, how on earth am I in this environment where this, this is the information that I'm getting? I, this, is, this is okay. I'm surrounding myself with that. So this is crazy. Um, and then before my final year of teaching, uh, my partner and I at the time, we had, we had a, uh, the, obviously the advantage of being a teacher is you get great holidays. Um, we had four weeks in Central America and we, we went to, um, we did a bit of traveling around and such and, and flew back two days before we were due to start back in September in school. And the, the day before we just landed, um, late last, late the night before, got up the next morning, started preparing for school. And I remember sitting at the kitchen table with my partner and, I just, at that moment, I promised myself, I, I just said, I, I do not want to go back. I, I, I can't think of anything worse than going back. And I, I don't ever want to feel like this again, ever. And that was the, that was the, I don't know if an aha moment is quite the right phrase, but it was, it was that, like that light bulb moment where I was just like, I don't ever want to feel like this again. Um, and there's only one person that can change this. And it, it's scary to think that, you know, as I, as I mentioned before, my family were teachers, my, my, my uh, uncles and aunties are teachers, you know, all my, all my friends, of course, naturally, because I trained with, with teachers and I was working with teachers every day. Um, everybody was, was a teacher, right? And so to, to almost move away from that felt very, very uncomfortable. But at that moment, I said, I am not happy. I'm really not happy at the moment. And I do not want to have another 40 years of doing this because I am not going to end up a good person, a happy person, if that's the case. Right. And I just promised myself there and then I said, this is it. If, if, if something doesn't change, then, well, something has to change, you know, when the pain's great enough, then you change. And, and that was it. And I, um, I said, I said, right, this is going to be my last year as a, as a, as a classroom teacher. And, you know, I went back to school again, I wasn't particularly enamored with it, certainly through the early months after the holidays and such. And you have your ups and downs as everybody does. But at the end of the year, I just said, yeah, that's it. I'm leaving. And I, whilst all my other friends were settling down, children, families, buying houses, all this kind of stuff. Me and my partner at the time, we were just like, ah, that's it. We're going to leave. And we, we literally left everything and we, we moved to Australia. And that moment there when I think when the pain is great enough that you just don't see enough progress, you're not happy, and there's only one person that can change it, that's the aha moment for me. And and I see that with our clients now. You know, I, I talk to people. I'm, I'm very fortunate. I talk to people all day, every day about their businesses and what they're looking to do and achieve and speak to some incredible people who maybe just don't know how to market themselves effectively. They just don't know how to connect with their audience the right way. They don't, they don't either don't know the technical side or don't, they don't know how to get their message across in the right way. Cause there's a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners who are incredibly talented, incredibly gifted. They've got amazing products, amazing services, but they struggle with the marketing and it's not fair that the best business, the best product isn't winning just because their marketing isn't right. McDonald's does not do well, maybe I should be careful. I said <laughs> I come after you, but I think generally people might people may agree, right, that McDonald's perhaps doesn't do the best hamburgers, but they definitely, definitely have the best marketing, right? Mm-hmm. So the best product doesn't always win. It's how well it's marketed. That's the essential thing. And and what I really want to do is I want to I want to help you know brands, businesses, entrepreneurs who really do have a great product. I want to help them win as well. And so the aha moment that I speak to a lot of people is when they they realize, you know what, actually you're right. And and if I don't get help with this, if I don't get support with this, if I don't actually go through a process that works and it's proven to work where I can get support and help with my marketing, then um, it, nothing's going to change. And I'm going to be stuck doing what I'm doing now. And it's going to keep feeling as it does. So I need help. I need support. I need, I need systems. I need processes in place that are going to help me get from A to B. And it's that aha, aha moment that I've had in the past, which I, I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying a way seeing in people when they're just like, yeah, do you know what? I get it. Let's do it. Let's, you know, we're going to take action. I want to move forward with this. I want to make this work. And they're really excited about that. And they know it's going to take them, their business, their brands to the next level. Your aha moment took me back 20 years ago where I was living in Germany, in Hamburg, when I was around 29, 30. And I was running a successful clothes store selling streetwear retail and wholesale for over four years. I was even thinking of opening a second store in the same city. And from one week to another, it felt like lightning struck me that I said, 
okay, wait a sec. I don't feel comfortable doing this anymore. I got to get out of here. And friends and family were like, are you crazy? Why would you want to do that? And I said, well, because I know this is not going to end well if I continue this. Not forgetting it all was building up over years, me coming on holiday down here to Spain, which always reminded me when I was a kid growing up in California, San Francisco in the 70s. But early 80s, my parents decided to come back to Germany and I hated it. Uh, I was Americanized. I didn't speak the language. I hated the weather. Um, uh, the school system was different. So I was not a happy camper. Anyhow, so when it was time to go to the military, um, I actually put down my name to go longer. But I guess I did because I watched too many Rambo movies. That said, it was one of the best times of my life. No doubt about it. Anyway, so when I was done with that, I studied and in mid-20s, I opened this business. But I knew I was chaining myself to the country um, and I was somehow fooling myself that that's the place to live for the rest of my life. But I knew deep down that it wasn't right. So when I came on holiday down to Spain, every time I did, I just felt, oh man, this, this feels right. So when I decided to sell the business and give everything up, I knew that it was a very, very big step, specifically because I worked to build that business up. But money was not in balance with feeling happy. And I said, I'll rather kind of start from zero again, if you like, and not be self-employed and move up the ladder again. And that's what I did 20 years ago. And it was one of the best decisions of my life. Anyhow, that was one of my aha moments a long time ago. Jake, what is the one common myth about being a coach that you want to debunk? Yeah, sure. Um, I think a common myth about, about being a coach um, is, I mean, there's, there's so many, I guess, in a way. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people look to qualifications um, as, and this is kind of a traditional approach that people have is that they look to qualify. Are you certified coach? Do you have the qualifications? Do you have this? Do you have this? Do you have this? Do you have, you know, X, Y, Z coaching qualifications and being somebody who is kind of background in academia and, you know, going through and school and college and uni and, and masters and, and, and then teaching and, and encouraging children and students to then go through the route of, you know, college, university and blah, blah, blah. Um, that was having the certificate, having that piece of paper that says I can do this is very, very important. And, and rightly so, don't get me wrong. And rightly so in a lot of, in a lot of areas, I think it's absolutely essential that you have that courses uh, and included with coaching as well. But that doesn't mean that people in, in that space that perhaps don't have the official coaching certificate can't be effective coaches. And as I come back to, you know, my, my, my mentor, um, Paul, um, that I've worked with now for the last three, three and a half years. I, I, I don't know. I may be wrong, but I don't believe that he's got any sort of official coaching um, qualifications. But what he does have is the the life experience of um, generating, you know, tens, hundreds of millions of dollars online um, for for his business and for his clients. And and, and therefore, through that, the, the fact that he's done that and he's been through that process, I'm sat here thinking, well, that's you know that's the that's the result that I want to replicate. That's what I'm looking to to get out of this as well, and therefore that is a, a you know good enough process for me. So I would almost I would almost just suggest that it's a case of if you know that that the person that you want to work with, or if you've identified somebody that has got the outcome that you're looking to achieve, and they have already specifically achieved that outcome, really. Uh, I think that that is just unbelievably invaluable. I really do. I think that that in itself is the qualification. That's what you're looking to achieve. For me, that is the qualification that is that is just invaluable. Um, and I think that's it. I think that's the biggest myth is that that, that you have to find the people that have got all the certifications and such. And that's not in any way me um, devaluing that because I know how hard people work to to achieve those. But there are coaches in other areas that have the qualifications of you know, I've achieved this particular feat or this particular uh, achievement. And and for me, the coach that I was looking for was somebody who knew how to make money online and generate and create a successful online business. And that was, they were the only qualifications that I needed. Um, and I guess that would be the kind of angle that I would approach it from. 
There is nothing wrong with getting certified. Of course not. However, there is something totally wrong with not starting your coaching business thinking you need to be certified, right? And I see so many people either sitting in front of me or on a call that hinder themselves thinking, well, how can I call myself a coach if I'm not certified? Well, how can you call yourself a coach if you don't coach? Right. So that's the problem where a lot of people don't get going because they think the certification is going to allow them to coach or better said, become a better coach. No organization is going to take you for real if you don't coach, meaning you need hours on the clock to get certified. No organization is going to take you on to get certified if you don't have experience. Point finished. So people, please stop standing in your own way thinking you can't start your coaching business without a certification. Start your business and get certified later on. One thing is for sure, no certification is going to get anybody magically new clients. Did you know 87% of coaches or consultants from around the globe go out of business in their first year? And the main reason why they go out of business is because they didn't figure out how to generate a steady stream of new clients. Thunder Round! I've never been more ready. All right. If you could step into my shoes, what would you have asked yourself that I didn't? And what would the answer be to that question? Nice. Um, what would have, I have asked myself? Um, I would always come back to, I, I think, something that makes people uncomfortable, but is, is an important question. It like, comes back to fears. You know, what's the biggest fear that you have? What kind of drives this? Um, and... And then for me, kind of, what's the what's the biggest fear? The the one question that I would I would um, I would have asked is is advice for people getting started. But I think we've kind of touched on that already uh, with the idea of coaching and finding somebody who is a coach and who's had that success and had those results um, that you want to emulate. Um, and if it wasn't that question, then it would come back to fear. And what's the what's the biggest fear that you've got right now? And and how is what you're doing every day moving you kind of away from that or or helping you manage that? If you could go back in time and meet the 20 year old Jake, what advice would you give yourself? <laughs> don't believe everything you think. Mm -hmm. What is the one thing most people don't know about you? That I, I'm actually very un, uh, not particularly confident and not, um, I really shy away from a lot of interactions that I have with people. If you could meet one person you have not met yet, what would you ask them and what would you want to know from them? I watched a, a documentary on, certainly within technology, um, a documentary on Netflix, uh, which is Bill Gates, and it's, it's like Bill's brain. Um, and I, I, I'm fascinated by him. I'm not saying that I, I'm a particularly massive fan of him. I'm certainly not saying that I prefer uh, Windows over Apple or anything like that because I don't. But I think maybe just because I'd, I'd seen his documentary, and I just I'm fascinated by him. Um, and I would really ask, well, I, 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 yeah, I, I would ask the question about how do you or how can people have the biggest impact on the planet? That's what I would be really interested to know: is how can people have the biggest impact on the planet? Um, and the reason that I say that is, is for anybody who's not watched the documentary, by the way, I'd highly recommend it. I think it's called Bill's, Bill's Brain. Um, and uh, it's, 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 regarding, uh, it's about Bill Gates' journey. And the fact, obviously, he's accrued massive, massive, massive wealth. But what he's able to now give back with that wealth. And I think, you know, a lot of uh, it'd be interesting to see how much negativity he's drawn. I know there's been quite a lot from, oh, he's got plenty of money, he's got too much money, he doesn't need all that money, all this kind of stuff. But actually... When you have that level of wealth, then you are able to help so many more people and impact so many more people. So that would be the question that I would ask is, what is the, the biggest defining factor that allows you to impact as many people as possible? What is the best advice you have ever received? The best advice I've ever received is, is to, I, I, come, I keep coming back to that question, um, that, that quote, which we've mentioned two or three times now, and the idea of it being don't believe everything that you think. And I, and, and forgive me, because I know that's not necessarily original to what we've been talking about, but I, I just think that's so, so powerful. I, I really do, because we are only, we, 
our view of the world is, is simply our perception and it's what's going on in our minds and our brains True. and such. And, and that's it, you know, but, but there are 7 billion other people on the planet right now who all have their own perception of reality and their own take on the world and what's going on. Um, and, and we are ultimately limited by what we think, what we can believe, what we can envision, what we can, what we can, um, you know, just, just what we can see either, physically see or see in our mind's eye um and that little voice that holds us back again and again and again and again and again and the only way that you can get out of that is first of all being aware of it but then surrounding yourself by the right voices and this again comes back to the value of having a coach having somebody that's been there before that if you know where you want to get to the destination you want to get to find somebody that can help you get there and help you and they will help pave that path for you you know they you don't have to see in your own mind, you don't have to see every single way that you're going to get there. But so long as somebody else knows how to and they can guide you, that's the most valuable thing. So even if you think that you can't, even if you're not sure how to achieve it, even if you're, you're terrified of doing something, uh, if you don't believe that it will work, don't believe everything that you think. That would be the, the advice. Why don't we talk a little bit about your podcast called The Influence Podcast. What is it about? Yeah, sure. So The Influence Podcast is... Um, it's ultimately how uh, we talk about how people can use social media to build their impact or to impact the world and to, uh, to influence more and more people. Um, influence, kind of a play on the word influencer from Instagram, which is kind of a new word that's been created in the last few last few years uh, with, the, with the, the rise of the influencer. Uh, but influence is it's all about how um, brands, uh, businesses, companies, individuals can impact the world, impact people on a global scale using social media and the best ways to do that. And as, as well as that kind of the message, I also talk about practical tips um, that people can use right now if they want to get started with Instagram. So there's a lot of tips and tricks in there that I use. And it's literally, you know, talking through different strategies and, 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 and ways to build your brand, reach your audience, technical side, you know, going and doing live video, creating stories on Instagram, running Instagram ads. There's, you know, there's, there's episodes in there about, about uh, ads as well. And it also combines interviews with, with influencers and influential people that are using social media, effectively how they've done it, how it's impacted on their brands and advice that they would share with other people so that they can do the same. Then let's wrap up this podcast with a last question and then we'll say goodbye. Who do you specifically work with and who should contact you if they want to work with you? Basically, who is your ideal client? So my my ideal client is it's somebody who has the drive, the desire, the sort of the the inspiration to impact more people. If if they have got a uh, a message that they want to share, if they have got a brand that they're that they're looking to build, they want to help more people, they want to serve more people, then definitely that is the right person for me to speak to. Because whether you're building your personal brand. And you're growing your personal brand so you can share your message with the world, impact more people, help more people, serve more people, then you are definitely the right person. Equally, if you are looking to generate more leads for your business, uh, your product, your service, and, and, and bringing more clients and customers, then equally, then you will be the right person um, for, for, for me to have a conversation with as well. Because using the strategies that we have at the moment, the tools that we do, at, that we use at the moment, we've had some unreal results not just ourselves, but with our clients as well, uh, helping them generate leads for their business. But ultimately, that's what it comes down to. And it's, 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 it's naturally, it's people that have that open mind as well, that they are open to um, maybe things that they haven't done before. Or if they have used social media before, then it's open to new ways of, of learning, new strategies, new techniques that, that we're implementing and using at the moment. And they've come with that open mind. Uh, they're ready to serve. They're ready to use social media for good. Um, and they want to impact more people, share their message and, and help and serve more people around the globe. Hi friends, Jake here again. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find links to anything that we've discussed, books, trainings, other podcasts, uh, anything currently that we're enjoying, you will find those in the show notes or you'll find it somewhere in and around all the information that you usually find in a podcast. 
And a reminder that if you'd like to know more about what I do, if you want more of tools, resources, any recommendations, readings, uh, free training, products and such, then you can find all of that on the website jakeadamdavy.com. Equally, if you want to come over and say hello, Instagram is always the best place and the account is at jakeadamdavy. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't hesitate to leave us a review. Of course, the more stars, the better. And equally, sharing is caring. So if you've heard something or listened to something that you've enjoyed yourself and you think will be beneficial or useful to other people, please do pass that on. It will be very much appreciated. And as you know, when you get a recommendation from somebody that you trust, there really is nothing better. Thank you so much. And until next time, stay on mission, do something extraordinary for others, keep inspiring and keep growing your circle of influence. Goodbye.